Thank you, Lord. Well, God is good. Glad I came to church tonight. Doing some good things. There's, there's just a real awareness in my heart of uh, some things God is saying to various ones. And one of the things I can see that the Lord is, is, is doing here and, 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 and helping us and sharing with us is, is helping to make things clear inside. It's very frequent that we get distracted and because of what we're looking at, God's plan becomes blurry to us. It seems unclear. It almost seems like it's uncertain. But we know, we know God, so we have to know that He's you know, like got it figured out. But to us, sometimes it's like, you know, what is that? <laughs> and it's frequently because we're looking at the wrong thing. And I tell you what, a night where we spend time worshiping and praising Him, that fixes the focus. You just got your lens cleaned. I'm telling you, that might seem nebulous, but in the Spirit, it's very real. In the Spirit, it's very real when things are clear. Amen. And uh, I don't know if you've ever been... Most of us have seen those, uh, those images that have like the dots. And there's like hidden images within the image. Don't you hate those? At the mall sometimes, and people say, You see it? No, I don't see it. <laughs> Recently, a matter of months ago, my kids had one in a book. One of those things. Everybody know what I'm talking about? And I've never been good at these, honestly. It's like, No, I don't see a thing. This is stupid. <laughs> anyway, this particular time, you know, it said, it said on the directions, Put your nose against it look through it and move it away and I did that and it took me a minute and I did it a couple of times and then whoa I saw it and it was 3D and it stuck out at me it was some words and then other families around me and like it's right there can't you see it <laughs> here's what it says and, uh, and then I would you know kind of blink and it's gone just like that, it erased. <laughs> it seemed to be gone. But later, I, that whole little scenario there came back to my mind. And I realized, at least for me, that's a, it explains sometimes how I know by the Spirit of God certain things. It's sometimes because this is not an exact science can't tell someone do one two and three and you'll know the plan of God for your life pull this knot you know this lever turn this knob push this button and it's all done it's not that cut and dried it's the Bible says be led <laughs> be led by the Spirit. and certainly God can show himself up in a in a way where you have an open vision and you just see with your physical eyes but we know that's not the the way that most of the time he leads the average believer and to me I can at times when I'm praying it's like I'm looking at most of those things I don't see a thing nothing 
I do what I'm doing because I believe it's right and it's in the Word and I don't see a thing. Sometimes I'm just going along and all of a, all of a sudden, it's there. It sticks out at me. It's inside, but it's distinct. When you try to look at it with your mind and it's kind of like, oh, where to go? <laughs> and you look at Jesus, oh, there it is. It's like when you get your eyes, it's almost like you have to look past your life. And I, I don't mean, this, this might sound like super ozone tonight. <laughs> if this illustration works for you, good. If it doesn't, stay with the word. <laughs> but it's almost like you look past what you're looking at. We have a temptation to look at all the things that we can see physically with our eyes. All the things that we understand and grasp with our education and our mentality and our, our, our logic process. And we stare at everything we see, but it's sometimes you have to look past all the stuff in life and all the things that you know. And you look past and see Jesus. I remember in this particular thing it said, focus on something, like the yellow dots or something. Once you, you know, you got that thing up here. You're moving it away. It's, I forget what it was. Focus on something. It's like you had to, but it was like way out there. It's kind of hard to explain. But then all of a sudden again, your eyes went like, okay, I'm not looking at it, but now I see it. And if I look at it, oh, it's gone. But I look past it, and there it is. And when we are looking at our circumstances and the world and trying to figure out God's plan and everything else that we see, we don't see it. When you'll spend some time in the Spirit, in other tongues, or just worshiping the Lord, He's calling me to praise. You're looking past your life, past your bills, past your, your stuff you're dealing with, past your whatever it is. And you can get focused on Jesus. Things come into focus. I'm telling you what, what the Word was earlier, you know, about the call of God and the gift of God in you. And uh, I, I believe the Lord wants us to be certain kind of plays off our the word we had last week about God's calls are irrevocable his gifts he wants us to be certain and established and if you're unclear don't look at it look past it look to him look at the big picture you know what I'm saying put your eyes and just worship him worship him just love on the Lord and you'll start to see and everything will become clear inside Amen. I feel good about this. This is the Lord, the Lord helping us tonight, helping us to see some things. Man, there's so much clutter and so much junk all around. But inside, the answer can be found. Inside. <laughs> right in that place you can't look at. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Don't be discouraged if you start to pray or start to praise. And you go several minutes. And you still don't know. You're good. You're okay. You realize, I've realized this a number of times in praying about what to do for my life. Sometimes in praying about the church or praying about a service and getting direction. Sometimes I pray for a long time and I get done and I still don't know. But I realize that in a matter of a second, I can know. It's happened many times. I'm just going along and I'm just praying. Sometimes I'm leaving my prayer time, you know. 
where I prayed. I'm walking to the bathroom or something, not thinking about anything. And all of a sudden, there it is, and I know the Word. Maybe it's just the way our brains get in the way. And we pray and we think real hard. I'm listening, Lord. I'm listening. I'm listening. I'm not hearing anything. I'm going to pray harder and faster. Maybe I need to pray. And we're trying, but we're in our head. I know Brother Hagin used to, used to tell us a lot of stories about how he would, he would be shaving and get a word of knowledge. <laughs> Why when he's shaving? What is it about that? <laughs> well, I think probably you're, you're, you're just, you stop thinking about stuff and you're just kind of, you're looking past it. You, you know, your mind is just kind of thinking about your shaving and stuff. And, and, uh, and when all of a sudden your mind gets quiet and what God is saying on the inside becomes, comes up. You're aware of it now. Praise God. If you need to go shave, <laughs> ladies, go, I mean... <laughs> Whatever, but you know, it's just, it's, it's just true. A lot of times people never get into a place because we don't take time like this. We don't take time. And I've discovered, even really, I've noticed this more in recent times. I mean, within the last several months. Not that it hasn't always been true. It probably has, but I've, I've noticed it. It's like, I, it's like I benefit on Tuesday from what I prayed about on Monday. Or, or just my prayer time, my time with the Lord on Monday, I benefit from Tuesday. And my time with the Lord on Tuesday, I benefit from on Wednesday. And not always in such a, you know, a rote way like that, where I ha- that is in 24-hour periods. But it's been real clear to me that what I'm walking in always today is not just because I prayed today. But it's because I prayed yesterday. And I'm, I'm, I'm riding on that. And there is a building that takes place and helps us in this regard. Amen. Let me show you something in Philippians 4. We're going to start in verse 13. Philippians 4, 13. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Say that with me. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Now, this is one of the most frequently quoted promises in the New Testament. And, uh, and it's a good one to quote. And I think because it's an in Christ who strengthens me, it's one of those type of verses that it really can apply in many contexts. In many situations, I think it's okay because it's a general principle to say, I can do it in Christ. All right. He gives me strength. But I want to take a look now at verse 10. Let's see the context in which Paul said this. All right. But I rejoiced in the Lord greatly that now at last your care for me has flourished again, though you surely did care, but you lacked opportunity. He's talking about them providing for him. He said, you didn't have an opportunity to to do some things. Verse 11, not that I speak in regard to need, for I have learned in whatever state I am to be content. Think about that. I have learned in whatever state I am in 
to be content. Now, just as a side note to that, I heard one time that a person put up a map, like of the United States, and they tried to, and they put in each, they put in this state like sick, they put in another state poor, they put in another state depressed, you know, they put in another, they put all these curses in them, and they said, whatever state you're in, be content. That is not what he means. <laughs> he said, can I be content even in Idaho? <laughs> No, that's not, that's not what he's talking about. But I want you to notice this. He said, I have learned whatever state I'm in to be content. He is what? He has learned. If we have not learned it, then it's likely that, what, that the state, the condition we find ourselves in, we are not being content. Hmm. If we don't learn it, I don't think we, we have this automatically. We're born with just, I'm content no matter what's happening in life. No, you have to learn to be that way. It's something you have to exercise yourself toward. He said, I know how to be abased and I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things I have learned both to be full and to be hungry, to abound and suffer to suffer need, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Now, do you know where Paul wrote this letter? Philippians, he was in prison when he wrote this letter. To think he knows anything about being abased. Oh yeah, he went through a lot of stuff as a result of preaching the gospel where he had to, you know, suffer in his circumstances and for preaching the gospel. But it's interesting how he says, I have learned to be content. Now, none of us are in jail. You know, and if you have been, probably wasn't because of preaching the gospel. <laughs> right? So he was, be, he was un, being dealt with unjustly. If anyone could have a beef with the system, <laughs> Paul could. Hmm. And yet he says, I have learned when I've got a lot, when I've got a little, when I'm riding on the top, or when I'm sitting here in jail, I have learned how to be content. Now, this is not a poverty message. Paul's not teaching God wants you poor, just be happy with it. One of the things that, one of the keys to living a life of contentment is to recognize that you control your own emotional state. How many people today feel like they don't have any responsibility or control in regards to their own fulfillment and satisfaction or, or, or their, the mental condition that they're in? They look at their problems. They look at what's going wrong. They look at what they're missing and what they're lacking. And it takes them down. Paul said, I've learned not to yield to that. I've learned no matter what it looks like, I can, keep, I can stay on top. I can do it. Christ strengthens me. I'm in Him. And no matter what's going around, I'm, I'm winning. I'm on top of this thing. I have a contentment. Come on now. This is one of the most valuable lessons. And it's a challenge though. But it is. No matter what's happening. Why? And here's the answer. His contentment is not found in what He has. 
or in his surroundings. He found fulfillment and contentment in him alone. That means he's looking past it. He's looking, he's looking past it. These are the bars to the prison. Huh? He's not looking at them. That's depressing. He's looking past it. And he, got, he learned to look at what fulfills and what satisfies and what makes everything right inside. From that place, man, I tell you what, that's where you can rise. That's where your circumstances can change. That's where you can come up and come out. Amen. Let me show you one more. 1 Timothy chapter 6. find it here a moment. Hmm. Somebody find it for me? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at the whole thing again. I need to look for it. <laughs> it's just right there in front of everybody. Verse 6, now godliness with contentment is great gain. For we brought nothing into this world, and it is certain we can carry nothing out. And having food and clothing, with these we shall be content. What, what, what are we supposed to be content in? He said, godliness with contentment is great gain. What do you mean godliness? Just being like God. <laughs> I'm satisfied in that. Now what this is not, these verses are not teaching. It's not teaching someone to just settle and do with the bare minimum. Not teaching that we should not have, have goals in life or seek to have the prosperity that the Lord provides. Just don't find your contentment in that. Don't make that the reason that you live. Don't live for and pursue those things. Find your contentment in Him. If you have a lot, man, get your eyes off of it. If you have a little, man, get your eyes off of it. Huh? In any circumstance, no matter where you're at, no matter what you're dealing with, let's focus on Him. Lord, I'm satisfied in You. You're my life. I'm not the way I used to be. I don't live for the things that I used to live for. Man, people in our world, they fight and strive for the silliest things, and they're all going to be a pile of ashes one day. But our lives have been changed. Things have been, been changed in us. We've all been made new. Now let's think different. Now let's live different. Yeah, we enjoy things. God gives us, as this passage also says later on, gives, freely, gives us freely all things to enjoy. But I'm not finding my contentment in anything that I have. Satisfied in Jesus alone. He is my life. It's what I live for. This is the person who is a step, of above, a step above. This is a person who lives and they'll be able to clearly see and identify the call, the gift, God's plan and direction for their life. Should I go right or should I go left? Should I do this? Should I say this? Man, the more we're content and focused on Jesus, the more that stuff becomes clear. The more
more unfocused on all the, the natural things in life, the more it won't be clear. And listen, don't get me wrong. Someone says, I have to focus on stuff. I mean, I got to work. I've got things to do. I, well, I, we understand that. But I believe it's really, really possible that someone can work all day, take care of the kids, go to the games, you know, do all kinds of home stuff at night, and be in the middle of it thinking about the Lord. Where he's, always just, he's just always there. He's the reason you go to work. He's the reason you live. He's the reason you get up. Just like a person worries about stuff all day long while they're doing their work, while they're doing their other responsibilities. Every time they stop and think about it, there's that worry again. It can be. Every time I stop and think about it, there's, he, there's Jesus again. Every time, I, every time I stop doing what I'm doing, oh, there he is again. I'm, I'm living for him. Amen. That's why Joshua, Joshua said, uh, well, Joshua 1.8, you shall meditate in the word day and night. Day and night. How do you do that? You wake up, there it is. It's God and His Word. And there's fulfillment in that. There's satisfaction and uh, great contentment. Praise God. Amen. Well, the Lord is good. Hope you got some things clear tonight. Getting clearer and clearer. If not, you know how to do it. Let's keep looking. Keep looking to Him. Take some time and just give it to Him. Worship Him. Get your mind. It'll make everything else come clear. Praise God.